0: Māori trade training began in 1959 in Christchurch, set up by the Wesleyan Church, Komatu of Ngai and Christchurch Polytechnic. By 1966, around 150 boys had been recruited. In the early 1970s, centres opened in Auckland and Lower Hutt. Now what happened for these young men was, well, in a sense, an adventure. As Harry Westrup, an old boy of Māori trade training puts it, Going down south gave the boys a good start in life. Now, that was 50 years ago. Today, the legacy of Māori trained training is how Hetuki Kitarika was established. As a result of the 2010 and 2011 earthquakes, the labour force has intensified as part of the Christchurch rebuild. Hetsuki Kiterika is a partnership and is led by Te Tapu Wai Terunanga Ngaitahu, Christchurch Polytech Institute of Technology. Otago University and Canterbury University. This next interview with Dr Terry Ryan, Hemi Tehemi and Harry Westrup brings both a historical and current context of Māori trade training. From the archives, this is a waiata recorded in 1967 at the opening of the Kaihanga hostels in Rikitteri, which provided accommodation for the trainees, you'll hear more of this archival footage as we reflect on the past and present face of Maori trade training.
1: Oh, tēnā kua te toku no te motu o Rarotongo. Ora, my name is Hemi, and uh, I'm the program manager for Hito he Kikitarika here in Aotearoa Christchurch.
2: More than a I wish you a good evening. Long may we keep up and Long may Long may we continue to grow. it to talk to you. It's Mahia Ki Modern I know, look, my name is Harry Westrop. I come from those tribal areas of uh, namely Mahia, Hastings, Omahu, winter school, and Omahu, Kiura Tata.
3: Uh, Kiura Justine, I'm a a of mati Mai If
0: we could start with you, please, um, Hare. You were part of that in the 70s. Can you tell us more about it?
2: I suppose back in those days... uh, I suppose it was all around the curriculum, what we used to do at schools and things. And back in those days... um, your subjects that you took in school were either general, or technical or professional. So if you were doing a professional course, your your career pathway mm-hmm. was generally into accountancy and those sort of things. And for a lot of us back in school in those days, we took technical subjects. And those technical subjects were like woodwork, carpentry, engineering, you know, all all of those sort of things. When we left school, we sort of had the the technical skills, you know, so we could move into programmes like Mighty Trade Training, And so back in those days, uh, they had hostels all over the country. They had four hostels down here. They had Te Kaihanga, Arehua, Te Aranga, and they had a girls' hostel, Rose Neath. And and that was a fantastic pathway for a lot of Māori all over the country.
4: I am pleased to welcome you here today to witness the opening to the extensions to this hostel. I have been a member of the Honourable Minister's uh, Department for 27 years. And of the many functions that the Department has called on to do, none is more satisfying than having a hand in helping the Maori youth of today to become the skilled tradesmen of tomorrow.
0: So the trade training was really born out of Otautahi, or Christchurch, by prominent members of the Wesleyan Church and Ngai Tahu elders. Dr. Terry Ryan, what can you tell us about that, that period and that relationship?
3: You have two components here. You have the Reverend Falk in him who came up from Dunedin in 1951, and he, he instigated the as superintendent of the Methodist Central Mission. You had the Hai, Wetriana, the Taha Māori Division, and that goes back to 1949, when they had a, a hui totoku with the Hahiratana up in Te And they stayed at the, the whare that Princess tapuia had purchased at 4 Bryce Street, Hamilton, and they saw what she had done. And they, she had young girls staying there that were providing produce for the Māori Battalion over in the Mediterranean. They came back south, when I say they are the Reverend a Couch, Joe Moss and and members of the Waiata Maori Choir, they came back south and thought we'll do the same here in Christchurch. They purchased a property in Stanmore Road in 1951 and Joe Moss and Taka Moss were to look after. That, that first year was girls, just like Tapuia had done at Rahui Wahine. However, the next year they thought it's not working and they went up to um, Mahia Peninsula to Ngāti Weda, Wera, Rōngamai Wahine, ronga whakata, mm. Poverty Bay, mm. and they talked to the old people that they could get training principally in carpentry, painting, mechanic, with the Christchurch Polytech, would you let your boys come? And they liaised with a dear lady, Lena Manuel, and she organised those first boys.
0: So there was a recruitment drive.
3: It it was, and I've never really known exactly why it was Mahia Peninsula.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, that was my second (laughs) question. Why Mahia?
3: (laughs) Maybe there's something in Mahia. (laughs) 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 And, And that was... A beginning, because Reverend forkingham had, had kind of the professional vision of trade trainee, but he needed the Maori component. So he linked in with Reverend Couch at Rāpaki, who was, who was part of the Hā Hiweteriana mm. and the Waiata Choir, and off we we moved from there. Uh, they set up a council of elders here, all on our Ngaitau side, uh, Eduera Terekatani, Ricky Ellison, wow. Joe Karetai, Jim Manahi, Rua Rakana, Keteorotonewa Rua in Wellington, Weira Couch, Waha Sterling, tokomari Ryan. And they they also were able to liaise with, there was no Maori affairs in Te but Rangi Royal was the Tumuaki or the Maori Welfare based in Wellington, mm-hmm. and his wife was Ngaitahu, Auntie. Auntie, Puhi Taiarua. And it just shows the importance of Papa because different ones are all connected, so off it went. And the welfare officers for Ponami based in Wellington at that time, Kia Rewai, Tony Tikau, Barrett, Joe Moss, Tucker Moss, whose wife was a deaconess of the church, mm. Tucker Ropata, mother was an Ellison. And they... Pushed this thought through before any boys had arrived. They had to have a committee. I was, for some years, I was secretary of the Rio maybe 40 odd years. So I wasn't there at the time. I would be far too young. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you. (laughs) But but I've read the minutes and you know Wow. And I'm really pleased to speak this bit of history because otherwise it's going to be rewritten in another way one day. Mm. That worries me.
0: So then, Dr. Terry um, you know, just with the information that I've gathered, 1959 was when the Department of Māori Affairs became involved in everything?
3: Yes, yes. I understand that, that they were impressed with, with the work that had been done up to that point, and they could see value in a trade trainee scheme to cover the nation. Yes. And in those days, the church... The he was the power base just after the World War Two. Not individual ruin English but the church was. So down here they they lobbied for the uh te that was the Hahi Mihinare, Anglican, Tiaranga, Hahi Katarika, Catholic, and Roseneath, Hahi, Presbyterian. And and there you are. It's a bit different today, but that that's all good too. Because we've got He Toki coming through. That's right. And, and this is part of its, its whakapapa, actually.
0: Mm. Um, Harry and Terry, if you can talk about um, the success of trade training. We had boys, Brent Down South, um, who perhaps had, you know, they spoke real in the home. They had strong cultural foundations. What was, it, what was life like for Maori boys who did trade training in the 60s and 70s?
2: Actually, it was fantastic in some ways because, you know, you had uh, friends um, the same age as you, similar backgrounds. Um, like us, leaving Hastings and different things, leaving Oumahu is uh, traditionally our career pathways were into shearing into the freezing works and, and the like back in, in Hastings. But those that industry was rapidly been lost on us back in those days. And so in some ways it was the trades was a fantastic option even though we didn't have role models of tradespeople within our whānau. You know, there was um, they were all shearers, they were all freezing workers. And but our people were of,
0: carving houses, you know, during that era, you know? So there was, y- that's where the building y- our whare in the y- Yeah, so that,
2: that, the the opportunity to do a trade and 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 to work alongside people of your same age, same background, same right, a lot, yeah, lot of them, lot of them, were absolutely fluent in Te Reo Māori. You were able to get rub off, you know, with one another on on many things. But coming south was absolutely, absolutely a blessing, and mm. and often by getting into a trades it gave you a good start in life so what am i saying is just um gave us a good base to launch from and gave us that base through advance in, you know into other other roles wherever that may be so the majority of the maori teachers down here came through the maori trades and
5: uh, tuesday the 14th of february was the day of the opening of the new block of this the Te kaihanga maori boys hostel but first Let us listen to Mr. Ara Clark being interviewed about the hostel by Julie Cunningham.
0: Mr. Clark, when was the hostel in Hanson's Lane first used for Maori boys? In
5: 1962, when we had our first 12 carpentry trainees arrive in that that year.
0: And have you only been able to cope with 12 since that time?
5: No, the uh, intake has been increased in the carpentry from there on to 24, 24 per year.
0: And when was this new addition
5: first started? About six months ago. Who has been building it? The boys have done all the carpentry work and um, the actual carpentry trainees, second-year carpentry trainees, and the, um, of course the subcontractors have done the rest. We only do the carpentry work, the building work.
0: Did they do this as part of their training or was it something in their spare time?
5: No, it's part of their training. Not This is not the normal thing. They normally build houses, but this is part of their training, the practical side.
0: How many will this new wing accommodate?
5: Well, the new wing itself will—it will, it will actually—I'll actually give you the complete accommodation. It'll bring that bring it up to a level 70 for the whole hostel. But there is a chance for the further inter- of for it going to 80. That—that that was so good to hear, Mr. Clark.
3: I'm not sure was his Christian name. I presume it was Doug Clark. He was the trade training officer in those early days, and and I meet dear uh Takaihanga because I was out that way the other day and with the earthquake it's just all gone. Very, very sad and there's so many boys that went through Takaihanga alone. But there we are, that's how life happens. Because it was as Harry alluded to, we became one family group. We lived together, slept slept together ate together went to movies together went to parties together looked after each other and um, we were a family uh called no here no here the the and um, the big man the person that everyone looked forward to in those days was the male man cuz we had mm. uh, we had you couldn't make toll calls, toll barred, and you had Cook straight, and you had grandparents and great aunties, uncles, whanau, writing letters and I can still see the mailman coming on his bike and we all hope oh, I hope I've got some letters today. Nowadays of course you can text and <laughs> Would the but boys get those...
0: would the boys get treats as well as letters? You know, like, Oh yes.
3: Yeah, Yes. What, what,
0: what kind what what kind of things would they be sent?
3: Kai. Yep. <laughs> yeah, lots of kai, and you'd watch who got the parcel and you'd get friendly with that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. It reminds uh, uh, me of that cookie ad from the 80s where that boy's on the train with a packet of biscuits. Uh, yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> but look, our kai at the hostel was good, and that Sunday kai always stays in my memory. The roast, roast pork, you know, oh, mint peas, and kumaras, and potatoes, and ice cream on, on uh, apple crunch melting through. Oh. And then we'd all go down <laughs> to the square because the, the parker people, I remember this, would come in to see a Maori boy from all around the city. And, of course, they'd say, Oh, look, Sam, next week I'll be down here and I'll take you home for tea. And, of course, take him home to tea and he meets Mary-Anne and An- Angela and we get our mixed marriages
0: right. started. That's how That's how the courting team- Yeah, because
3: that trade trainee changed the the image of Christchurch way back, forever.
4: The boys have distinguished themselves in the rugby field, and uh, the under-17-year-old team came second in its grade, and the under-18-year-old hostel rugby team won its grade in the Christchurch competitions. The boys gave two full concerts last year, and came second in the intermediate section of the Māori trustees' cultural competitions in the South Island. And they have entertained at many social functions in Christchurch. Bearing in mind that most of these boys have come from the rural areas in the North Island, I think that record speaks for itself. And uh, the credit is due to a lot of people, a lot of people for whom uh, we uh, the, the country, we the people, should be immensely grateful.
0: The new face of Māori trade training is Hetoki Kiterika. It's a course run at Christchurch Polytechnic Institute of Technology or CPIT. This past Wednesday evening, they celebrated the students' achievement with their graduation. The main co of Hetsuki Kiterika is to support the growth of Māori leadership in the trades, and to increase the number of Māori entering into trades careers. Hemi the Hemi explains.
1: Well, I have a, a privileged role in this uh, justine, and just as uh, the two um, uh, esteemed gentlemen sitting uh, at my side here have alluded to, that the mana of Māori trade training was established in the. Mid to late 1950s, and Heetoki Kitarika proudly leverages off the legacy left by those forebears, and we maintain mm-hmm. our relationship. Uh, that, like, Matua Terry and Matua Harry play integral roles in contributing to Heetoki Kitarika today because the success of Māori trade training has built the foundation and the platform from which Heetoki Builds off and, and leverages off today. We maintain uh, contact with our the old boys. There's a network here in Christchurch, uh, the Kaihanga Co-op, and it's led by its director Barry Baker, and there various other. As Harry mentioned, you know, uh, people who have been part of Mighty Trade training in that historical context are now either. Professionals in a teaching uh, capacity or business owners and employers in the industry, <coughs> construction, building, <coughs> and trades areas. So, you know, their uh, input and the mentorship for our current and future students are incredibly important.
0: So, in effect, post earthquake, what was there a surge of more wanting to take up? trades? Were there more, more Māori um, inquiring at CPIT? What, what is the tangible evidence um, of Hitoki Kiterika? Are we seeing more Māori basically on the ground level in Christchurch working? Are there more tradesmen out there?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. To date uh, we've had over 800 enrolments uh, since Hitoki's inception, you know, 2011 following the devastating earthquakes here in Christchurch. And, and In terms of destinations, you know, we've got not only here Toki Hiterika, which looks at supporting um, whānau Māori into those level two, level four uh, qualifications on the National Qualifications Framework.
0: Harry, your work at... Um as manager, one of the managers at CPIT, you'd, you'd see you'd be at the at the front face of these students.
2: I suppose in some ways, because um, I could relate to these students, you know, I could I could relate to you know their backgrounds where where they're from, and and just providing those opportunities uh, for them, and the pastoral support, you know, which is one of the key elements. Yes. Often the pastoral side of things is about you know like interventions, but interventions from a cultural perspective.
0: You talked about Kai, so so the Kaihanga hostel was affected. It was no more because of the earthquake, because yeah, it, yeah. It's, so
3: it's that, just yeah. all gone. But with the Whare Nui at Vehu Maroi, that was for the trade trainee of Christchurch. So those those old boys all know that we have Tangihanga <laughs> in that respect.
0: This is such a rich part of our... History, Ned, do you, um, Um, I mean, are there um, people that are still, I mean, are there books written about it, Um, Terry?
2: You know, not really. It's called Terry (laughs) Ryan. Just
3: on that score, there's a lady called Joanne Smith in the Methodist Archives here in Christchurch now at Wairake Road. And she doesn't have a lot, but what she's got is, is valuable at it in Christchurch here Joanne Smith yeah, I'd like to just follow up something that Hemi said Yes. Be, because the initial concept of married trade trainee what was under the was instigated by our Ngai Matua and in this respect that continued legacy is with the Tokyo to to this day and I like that you know it's continuity mm. Mm. it is continuity We're, yeah
0: Gentlemen, I haven't been to Christchurch since I visited uh, two, tw- uh, t- 2009, 2010, I think it was. I mean, you know, three years on, how has the marae there been in Christchurch? Is there, um, you know, revitalisation going on? Is there rebuilding happening?
3: I- OK, well, as far as Rehua goes, it became the hub of, of New Zealand in, in Maori. We had iwi from Takao, Tahapur. Right down to Murihiku, turning up with kai, with clothing, hmm. boxes and Red Cross people putting up tents. That was wonderful. Our Farinui was damaged slightly, but we've, we've worked through that. Um, I'll leave the rest to the other two. It is sad though when you drive to the east, it's sad. It's just not there.
2: I think, um, Justin, like all the marais came through it, uh, you know, it's just... Maybe that's that's a reflection on, on our Māori tree trainees of mm-hmm. yesteryear. You know, like yeah, pretty out. much all the Marais actually survived all of the events of the, of the quakes and things. So I put that down to um, our Māori tree trainees <laughs> <laughs> back, in, back, in, back in those days. But in regards to the rebuild of Māori in general, like what Terry was saying, uh, predominantly I suppose Māori live east of east of town and and it's still relatively slow on, on that part of town in, in regards to the rebuild of the private dwellings and so forth. Mm. Kia
1: ora.
0: Kia ora.
1: Uh, yeah, look, we as whanau, community, iwi, hapū, runanga, are incredibly resilient here in Aoteutahi, and Waitaha. And I think that's a, it's indicative in the fact that uh, Waitaha will be hosting Matatini Kapahaka oh, at Rato yes. next year yes. and, and I think that's a reflection sure. of the of the uh, the resilience of, of, uh, of the communities here, here. Kia,
0: ora, kia ora, Looking forward to Matatini.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the push to, uh, to jump back up on stage and it's been about <laughs> seven years since I've, I've been on a national stage i made oh. the dust off some cobwebs and <laughs> creaky joints but look, you know, the last time I was here, was it 1982? 86. 86. 86? 86? Yeah. yeah, 25 years. And the marae, various marae across the, the rohe, will be obviously hosting the various kapahaka teams that will be staying mm. as well.
0: Okay, te watu ki tēnā e ngā pū kōrero o meki toki kiterika, mari trade training tēnei te mihi kawatu. Kia to katoa. nami mihi, kia ora.
1: Ki ora.
0: For pictures both old and new of Māori Trade Training students, you can head to our page radionz.co.nz forward slash Now, as some of these pictures are old, if you recognise anyone in the photos, please get in touch. tiahikar at radionz.co.nz is our email. Many thanks to Dr Terry Ryan, Te Hemi, and Harry Westrup.